Hello and welcome to PTC Cast episode 32. Today, Chris and I talk a little bit about motivation, where to derive that motivation from, and more importantly, how to keep it and how not to lose it, to stay invested, to stay involved in your own health and wellness journey. This podcast is brought to you by ProgressThroughChange.com, where you can get your four easy habits for fat loss guide. It's a free PDF download that takes about 10 to 15 seconds that I cannot recommend enough, although I am biased because I wrote it. But um, (laughs) check it out. Enjoy the show. Who, what, and where do you derive motivation from and inspiration? But what does that mean? Like, in, like, in what context? Like, life in general? Yeah. In the gym, in fitness. What, uh, oh, gym and fitness? What gets you, yeah. What gets you motivated, man? What gets you uh, amped up? What makes you want to be a better you? What makes you, I don't know, what makes you, what makes you kick? When it comes to fitness and I guess activities in general, uh, ideas kind of draw me in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean that's that's where I draw inspiration from. Um, What's like the most recent idea you can think of? Dirt bike riding. Okay. Yeah, I saw or I was with um, my my stepdad and uh, we were going dirt bike riding and after I you know, I had a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been watching YouTube videos on how to get better with dirt bike riding. And I can see your whole history because you watch on the PTC YouTube channel. So yeah. I, I logged into oh, it really? today. Yeah. It? And like all the recommended is for like uh, dirt bike stuff. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> um, so I've been, wa- I've been diving deep into that. And I guess that's, that's like my current, but that's not really fitness. What about it? Why right. does it have you excited? Let's start there. Because it, I ha- you have to be, not even you have to be, you're automatically like completely present when you're doing it. First of all, it's dangerous as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, second of all, uh, it's really fun. And third of all, I guess, I'm sure this will be even down the road after riding for a long time. You learn so many things just continuously. Sure. Like, I seriously felt like when I was riding, my brain was constantly just absorbing the environment, absorbing how my body was, you know, reacting to certain situations and, you know, creating solutions for, Mm -hmm. you know, future problems. And it was just breaking it down. And maybe that's why, you know, I liked powerlifting so much in the first place was because I was, you know, breaking it down from the start. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so you're soaking up so much information in the beginning yeah. that it's just, you know, drawing you in and yeah. it's, it's addicting. So it's and almost, it's, it's almost that new thing that's made you like motivated and excited yeah. because it's new yeah. and because and you're a, you're a hyper beginner. Yeah. And you know, I did it as a child too. So I kind of have like some history with the dirt bike riding. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that's what it is. And then the, the progression that I get from it, you know, it's really exciting hitting a turn, or let's just say I w- we would go to a track in the back of uh, the trail that we went to. Sure. And, you know, the first time doing it, I was okay. And then, you know, it got better and better. And eventually I wasn't falling on the turns anymore. Yeah. And, you know, last week it got to the point where I was hauling ass <laughs> on the turns and I was like completely sideways yeah, turning. Like Tokyo Drift in. Like, yeah, dude. And yeah. in the beginning, you know, I was falling on the turns going and I would fall because I wasn't like I was barely moving because yeah. I was scared of the turns. I didn't know how to turn. And then fast forward to the second session, I'm over here 
like a completely different rider and yeah. i'm sure that next time i go it's going to be even better and yeah yeah just that progression just feels good and mm-hmm. you know the adrenaline and again the fact that you know you're completely just involved in the process mm-hmm. and there is no thinking about anything else because mm-hmm. uh, there's no time to think about anything else that's yeah. the same with like lifting if, if you're in a set you're not thinking about anything else you're yeah. thinking about that specific set and yeah that's 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 why i like it so i think you know in order to feel feelings like that and, and to to derive that sort of thing from a new experience i think something that's really important that most people don't like to talk about is you you basically have to be willing to be a fool you yes. have to be willing to be an idiot to not know anything to to fall to mm-hmm. ask someone how you turn the damn thing on to you know what i mean yeah. and so i think that that's that that's where some people fall short um and you know, if I'm, I don't need to make this tie in already, but like, if we were to compare it to health and wellness, man, like, you know, most people who struggle are just figuring it out as they go, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they pull some information online or anything, but they haven't really like approached a professional or asked for help, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it, it takes that, that kickstart, that willingness to, to feel that progress and then to get that almost addictive feeling like, you know, you went the first lap and it was okay. And the second lap was a little better and the third lap yeah. was even better. You know what I mean? And so it's like, you know, you go to the gym the first time and it's okay, but if you're maybe with a professional, you have a plan, well, then the second time it's going to be a little better and the third time it's going to be a little bit better. Like, So I think in order to like feel that that motivation, that inspiration, whatever you want to call it, from that sort of source, that that source of something new or, or being a beginner, you got to be willing to be an idiot. Yeah, and it's you know? like... I mean that in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. You got to be willing to be like, I don't know shit, man. Let's yeah. Help me figure it out. Yeah, and know? it's like there, there's like a rate of progress. And if you are asking help from professionals, mm-hmm. obviously you're going to progress way faster. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can figure it out on yourself. But, yeah, you may be, you know, kind of confused or slowing down in the progression where you feel like, you know, you want to go faster. And, right. yeah, if you're, if you're asking questions, willing to be a fool and not even think of yourself as being a fool, just, you know, asking questions and stuff yeah yeah you're gonna progress way faster and yeah just be genuinely curious about the process and that was also what i really liked about um whenever i was learning the dirt bike riding is you know we would do a lap or two and then we would pull off to the side we would talk about you know how we were riding Mm -hmm. and then yeah i would get tips and a little better yeah and as soon as i would uh do those tips you know i'd do Mm -hmm. a lap or two and then i come back and i'd be like i fucking got it yeah that shit made like way better yep and i'd be like okay okay can you uh, right behind me to you know to just critique a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. then and yeah it was awesome mm-hmm. and one thing that uh was really funny about this was i thought that i was going to be scared with um dirt bike riding with you know falling and it being dangerous but this goes with anything else lifting or anything one thing that was very important to me or not very important, but that I realized was good after the fact was me falling, mm-hmm. me getting my falls and my fails in. Yeah. Because those fails, that's where I learned the most yeah. about 100%. how to get it right. Yep. Yeah. And you got to make a couple fumbles. Yeah, exactly. And making those fumbles is if you know you want to get better, your brain's going to figure out exactly how or what went wrong and how to fix it next time you're in that situation. So whenever I would hit those situations where I failed before, yeah. my brain would like instinctually fix it for me yeah so that that that's really cool you're just you had to be a little bit more like present in in the moment and i think that's another big piece of it is it's like presence you know obviously with it being dirt biking you know your your recent endeavor something that's a little bit um 
I'm going to say high risk, you know, mm. if, if you F up the wrong way, you know, you could be in some trouble. So you really have to respect it and, and pay attention to what you're doing. But I think part of that is just being a, a hyper beginner and, and truthfully wanting to be better at anything is yeah. it's that attention and that focus, mm. you know, it's like you have to, cause you don't, you don't really know what you're doing. It's, it's like a brand new movement pattern to you. Yeah. It's a brand new feeling. It's a brand new sensation. So it's like the more you can dial in and pay attention to that, the better. So, you know, the, the reason I asked you, you know, where, where exactly you derive motivation from is because that's, that's really interesting to me because I have some clients who will, you know, nail a set of something and they get really excited about it or they'll nail a set of something and they feel like they still did it wrong or like there's something could be better. And I feel like it's, there's sort of this, this in-between pathway to that where it's like, well, yeah, it, it could always be better. Sure. You're all, there's always that room for improvement or that mm. room to be better, but like, that's what's supposed to be exciting. Yes, like that's, that's the part. That's, exactly. Yeah. That to me, that's the part is it's, and it's like, you know, the, maybe the, the great set you just had was a representation of that. You're moving in the right direction mm -hmm. because there, there really is going to be no perfect, no end game, no there, no, you know, whatever. And so I think that's true with everything in life, man, that like, if you, if you want to get better at something, you have to be willing to try and fail. You have to be willing to not know. You have to be willing to ask for help. You have mm -hmm. to be willing to analyze where you've been and where you're going, you know? Yeah. And I think that, um, all of that attributes to, you know, just more progress. And I think the cool thing about pro uh, progress is you start asking yourself about the possibilities mm -hmm. for future yeah. progress. You yes. Know? Yeah. Like, shit, I know when I f first started bodybuilding as a teen, uh, looking in the mirror, you know, with my pump, mm -hmm. I'd be like, okay, I can, if I keep this going, I can look like this before getting in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that Pump makes chasing. you, yeah, that makes yeah. you, you know, work even harder and even better, you know, smarter and doing uh, maybe exercises that'll make you, you know, reach that progress even yeah. faster. And yeah, it's like a, a self-fulfilling prophecy, mm -hmm. you know, you go into this thing and, you know, with this level of experience, then you get a little bit more, yep. a little bit more insight into the possibilities. Yep. And then, you know, you put that into your next training session mm -hmm. to get a little bit more and yep. yeah just boom 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 and then yeah if you're asking for professionals instead of it going like maybe really slow up you're going like this up yeah. and then yeah it's it's really awesome man. Yeah. it really I, is I, i'm glad you said that because i think i think a big piece of it too is simply the way that you you choose to look at it you yes know, your, your perception of it either it can be this thing where like oh i'll never be this or i'll never be that and it's like well you know, look at how much better I'm doing than when I was here or when mm -hmm. I was there or, you know what I mean? And so I think it's one of those things that it's like, if you can accept the fact that it's a, I'm going to go ahead and say a lifelong process, but you know, whatever it is, if we're talking about health, right, a lifelong process, but mm -hmm. whatever the endeavor is, man, like if you can, if you can sit there and think, Hey, here's where it could be, you know, I think that's awesome. Like that's, that's a really good way to, to stay driven in, to stay focused, to stay excited about it. Versus sitting there and looking like and thinking I could never get there because look at where I am now. Yeah, you know. But then you could on the flip side of that, man, look at how far you've already come. Mm -hmm. You know, look at what you've already done. And so it's like, you know, people will lose ten pounds and be like, yeah, well, I got to lose a hundred. And it's like, okay, well then do what you just did nine more times. Mm. You know, break it down. Say, yeah, I was gonna yeah. say. I mean, break it down however you want, man. You're ten percent of the way there. That's huge. You know, I um I had a client who he went down like. He went down like an inch and a half on his waist, I think in like a month. Yeah. Um, and he was excited about it. And so was I, but man, we, I was like, well, dude, that's, that's 18 inches in a year. 
And he's like, oh, fuck. He's like, yeah, that is 18 inches in a year. Imagine taking 18 inches off your waist. That's ridiculous. But you, know? you don't think about it in those long mm-hmm. things. People usually think about the beginning and the end. Yes. Um, or I guess I think I said that wrong. They People think, just think they about think where, they, where are. they are and what the end and they see how far it is. But it's like you think of it like a football field, man. Like, yeah, it's 100 yards or 120 yards, whatever. But it's like, yeah, but there's a tick mark every way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Every, there's, a, there's a checkpoint every yeah, single way. It's, it's a video game. It's, yeah. a, it's a book with chapters. It's whatever you want to call it. There's, there's checkpoints. There's steps. There's like, and I think that's a really, really important segue into measuring progress. Yes. Measuring progress. And, you know, that can come from different ways because I know tons of people whose scale weight doesn't move, but they get so much better. They get so much stronger. Their shape changes. I mean, it's it's incredible. And their scale weight will change, you know, a little bit. But what you actually see in the mirror is a lot. Mm-hmm. And what they can do in the gym is a lot. But because they decide to use the scale as their metric for for tracking progression, they don't give themselves any credit. Yeah. And then that, and then this... It's like a cascade. You know, and I'm just throwing numbers around, but then maybe they're 10% of the way there versus they think they're 1% of the way there, but really they're 10% of the way mm-hmm. there just because of the way they're looking at it. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's it's almost like if you're, if you're not measuring that progression or you're using the wrong thing to measure that progression, then man, you're going to drive yourself nuts because this thing's going to look like it's, you know, 100 miles long when really, you know, you're in the last 500 meter stretch. You know, mm. so I'm throwing a lot of terms and, and BS around, but this is something that really gets me hyped up, man, because it can destroy or build your progress. hundred mm-hmm, percent. Yeah. If you're measuring if you can, the wrong thing. Dude, if you can just get addicted to those like small little steps, man, the adding a rep here, the adding five pounds here, the, you know, losing a pound off the scale, the losing an inch off the waist, like all of those things, they, they compound, man. Mm-hmm. They all compound. It's not like, and the thing is too, man, is like, that's, that's how it works. Like you don't just magically wake up and are down 40 pounds. Like you had to lose 30, you had to lose 39 first and you had to lose 38 before that. And you had to lose 37 before that. Like this all, it works that way. Nobody just like woke up and was Mr. Olympia or, you know, the top billboard artist or the number one actor or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it was all checkpoints. It was all steps to get there. Alex, but it's so hard to stick to it. I say and, that, but God, that's dude, like... like I fall victim to that yeah. all the time. That's yeah. that's why I can't stick to like normal things, mm-hmm. or that's why I struggle with sticking to normal things because I don't see that compound process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that's why I do things when with my training at the very high highs and the very uh, low lows because I'm not gonna lie. You know, I said that in a sarcastic bo- voice, but I'm dead serious. Yeah. It's, it's hard doing that, dude. Yeah. It is. It is, man. Because if you again, because if you don't have that right way to track measurement and you maybe you put too much stock into something like you know maybe you had it what if you have a bad lift and usually you can bench 300 but you slept five hours the night before you had a thousand calories the day before and then you know you go to bench you can only bench 250 mm-hmm. but you're sitting there thinking well last week i could bench 300 today i can't bench 300 i'm getting worse yeah and i was like no man like you if didn't you, you didn't you didn't take it exactly you didn't take that re- step yeah. back and look at that look at that that bigger picture, you know, mm-hmm. see, see the parameters and it's not to sit here and make excuses, but it's like, you know, sleeping 10 hours a night and having 4,000 calories and then going into a bench session is way different than sleeping five hours a night and having a thousand calories going into a bench session. And so now, now we're kind of, again, throwing some random things around here, but my point there is like, it, it's, it's this hard game, man, because it's like, okay, number one, how do you, how do you track the progress and how do you track it? I'm going to use the word fairly, but, but more so accurately. Yeah. Right. Like what, what's the right 
tool? What's the right way? And that's going to be dependent upon what the goal is, mm. you know? But like in, in your scenario with the highs and the lows, I think it's one of those things where it's like you happen to have a great day, so there's this huge high. But then everybody also has bad days, and so then there's this huge low. It's like because if, if you could take that step back and quantify that a little bit more, you know what I'm saying? It's hard for me to do that. And, oh, yeah. You know, I'm sure it's hard for a lot of people. And I was going to I was gonna say, you know, it goes back to the instant gratification. Like when I was losing all that weight or, you know, getting as strong as I was as a teen, it was it felt good to be able to carry that insane rate of progress. And mm-hmm. whenever I would have a bad day, that motivation of that insane rate of progress would carry me through those. Mm-hmm. And I'd be, you know, on point. Yeah, I get that it's not, you know, maintainable long term, but um, it's that's that's usually why I stick to, you know, the really short term all in things because yeah. it's so much easier and like, yeah, just hats off to you to be able to, you know, stick to those consistent mm-hmm. things. Um, it's hard, bro. Yeah, it is. It is, man. And I mean, it's, it's, how do you, it, how do you, um, help somebody realize the benefit to, you know, the compound, um, uh, the compounding effect of sticking to those little things long-term because, you know, I could have lost, mm-hmm. you know, all that weight and maybe even more at a way healthier Mm-hmm. way doing that over a couple of years yeah. instead of me, you know, knocking it out in two and a half months. And maybe that would have been, you know, the better way to go. Sure. But I honestly don't know if I would have been able to do that because like the vastness of it and, you know, the vagueness of that mm-hmm. end goal and the possibility of actually reaching that end goal. So how do you, I guess, get that idea into people that they can achieve these things and that it's better mm-hmm. to do it, you know, long term? Um Really, I think it's going to be case specific, man. But you know, I the first thing that comes to mind when you ask me that, um, I have a client, um, and she used uh, Weight Watchers for about ten years. Okay. And she showed me her weigh-in logs from Weight Watchers, and it fluctuated um, about fifteen pounds over ten years. Wow. Her weight would go up or down, but it stayed within the same fifteen pounds for about Whoa. ten years. And so, you know that that's something that can be a little disheartening you know you're you're trying you know you're you're doing something and and she was you know doing those the daily habits of of weighing in and and doing it you know but then it's like you know we're bouncing up we're bouncing down we're bouncing up maybe we'd have a weekend off maybe we'd you know be on point for two weeks you know whatever but we were obviously like wiggling around there and it's like okay so at you know at the end of the 10 years she ended up you know starting at the higher point when we started together so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go ahead and say that over that 10 years it was flush zero yes zero Okay. Well, 10 years is 120 months. Should have lost half a pound a month. That would have been 60 pounds down. Yeah. And so for me, you know, that's, that's not instead of net zero. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Instead of net zero. Yeah. And it's like, I guess, I guess where I'm going with that, not everyone's going to be able to look at it that way, but it's, it's, it's the tortoise versus the hare discussion, man. And I see it. You know, mm-hmm. it makes sense in my head, but I guess it's hard to actually employ that into life, like mm-hmm. into the day-to-day process. Like the idea of losing half a pound in a month yeah. just sounds like nothing. Like what's the point? But and then well, but when, when you, you bring compare, it to... Yeah, what's yeah, the, what's it, the comparison? Like, is zero in exactly, 10 years. Yeah. What's the comparison? So that's, that's where I'm... That? And that's where I'm going with that is it's like, 
I'm not saying like the long term or the micro steps are like the only way to do it, mm-hmm. but that's a really good way to stay invested, man. Because I know for me personally, like, I don't know, it, it sucks to think that like you could have made all this progress, but instead, you know, you decided you had to sprint three steps forward yeah. just to step three steps back versus like taking a baby step forward. You yeah. Because it's like at the end of the day, progress is progress. Mm-hmm. It just depends on the time frame you put on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I, I guess that's my big thing, man, is it's, you have to think with all the other like life responsibilities and, and things that we have going on, whether that's social life or work or kids or res- responsibilities, whatever that might be, like the realistic chance that someone can be like, all right, I'm going to lose a hundred pounds in three months. That's pretty, that's, yeah. that's pretty case specific. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're a pretty special person to have been able to do that. And you have in, you know, to your, to your own um, explanation it was during COVID. You yeah. didn't have anything else going on. And so I think like in a case like that, sure, man. But when we're sitting here looking at like average Joe who has three hours in the gym tops a week. That's the only way that they would be able mm-hmm. to achieve that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. And I don't know. It, to me, it just, it, it just makes more sense. I think, so I, it, I think it makes more sense too. Yeah. Like I, the other way doesn't make mm-hmm. uh, sense. Um, yeah. Part of it for a lot of people too, and myself at first included is uh, when you're a perfectionist or someone who's a high achiever, that seems fucking stupid to try to take micro steps when you can take big steps. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Maybe that's... Yeah, that's mm-hmm. my question. And How I think do you that, rationalize And that? I think that might be more. And I think it's exp- accepting that it's not... You're never going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. It's never going to be exactly what you want it to be. It's... You know, we were talking about adherence in the last podcast and how that's kind of the foundation of everything. But the reason that's really important, man, is it's like... Let's say I set my adherence or the base of my foundation at I'm going to train two hours a day, seven days a week. So all of my training, my calories, my sleep, my planning, everything is around that. What happens if I miss one workout? Everything just goes to shit. Mm -hmm. Yep. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. And so to me, it's like just start literally as small as you can. Mm -hmm. As small as you can. Smaller than you're thinking right now. Like if... Don't even try to walk 10 minutes a day every day. Yeah. Try 10 minutes every other day and then see if you can build on it. Like wherever you, and that's going to be, that starting point is obviously going to be way different for everybody. But, <clears throat> you know, if, if you, if you're someone who you find yourself like, you know, after a night of binge eating and drinking, you're like, I'm never going to eat out or drink again. And I'm going to train six days a week, an hour a day, and I'm only going to eat 1500 calories a day. It's not going to fucking work. Yeah. It's not going to work. Start easier, man. Like start with something that you can do. Build those micro victories. Build that confidence. Get good at it, and okay. then make it hard. So then challenge. So it. you're saying the idea is to build a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the corniest phrase in the book, but man, I will repeat it yeah, on that's, my deathbed yeah. until the day that I die. But this is about fitting fitness into your life, not your life into fitness. If you try to condense and cram and shove in, you know things for your fitness routine that just will not work for your lifestyle or your time commitment or your responsibilities or your abilities, whatever that may be. If you try to force that to happen, man, you're just going to end up at score zero every time. Yeah. Every single time. Every time. So that's my, that's really my big thing there. That's what I'm trying to do um, in life right now. I feel like I kind of broke down everything Mm -hmm. in life and I'm, I started at like ground zero Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to adopt that mentality. Mm -hmm. Um, because I don't want to, you know, get here and then, yeah, just have it all break down yep. and then have to get back and or expect myself to get back yeah. to that level yeah. and maintain that. Yeah. Like, it fucking sucks, dude. Yeah. Um, and it only lasts for, you know, maybe a couple of weeks, if I'm lucky, a couple of months. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and yeah, I want, I want to build towards something that's actually, um, maintainable. Yeah. Like a lifestyle, yeah. you know? Um, because I don't want those habits to just be one offs. Yeah. Like, you know, eating good foods, a uh, good quantity amount of foods, you know, I want to be able to have a, have that consistently year round yeah. instead of having, you know, maybe a month where I'm good and then two weeks where I'm off and I'm, mm. yeah. And it was all for like, you know, that month before it was kind of destroyed yeah. because of those two weeks. Yeah. I'm, I'm sick of that, man. Yeah. And so I was just trying to like understand. Yeah. Well, you know, when we were writing the four easy habits for fat loss guide, uh, it was important to me that they were called easy habits because I'm not sitting here and saying that fat loss is hard, but you can't tell me that the habits are hard. You can't tell me it's hard to walk every day unless you can't walk. Yeah, <laughs> you can't tell me it's hard to food journal every day. You can't tell me it's hard to introduce a resistance training program. Even if that means doing body weight squats for 10 reps once a day or something like that, you know what I mean? You can't, yeah. you can't tell me, you can't tell me that these starting points are, hard or challenging the hard part is the consistency over time mm. so that's my that's my big thing man is it's like <clears throat> the processes themselves the processes themselves don't necessarily need to be hard but they have to be enough to compound over time you know what i'm saying mm. would you lose more fat if instead of walking 10 minutes a day you did an hour of cardio a day and maybe instead of just food journaling you were specifically tracking your calories and you know, your resistance training was six days a week. I mean, would that all be better? Yeah, man. But can you maintain that for the rest of your life? I don't know. That's that's a case-specific question. But, you know, it's I feel like I dog on Biggest Loser like every chance I get. But, you know, did you ever watch that show? Yeah. Biggest Loser. And mm -hmm. so they, they take, you know, morbidly obese people from their homes, their normal lifestyles, their normal routines, responsibilities, and things that they have going on, pull them to a camp. At that camp, they're following workouts – they're not working. They don't see their kids. They don't see their family. They don't get to talk to anybody. It's all they're focused on is working out and eating food that's prepared for them. They're not given any tools outside of that. They're not, I mean, they basically get to dedicate their entire life to weight loss for whatever, a month, two months, however long they get to be there. My question becomes, what happens when you have to go back to the other, you know, 90 hours a week of shit you got going on when you go back to real life? Yeah. It's like, how can you expect yourself to maintain that same thing, that same level of intensity, that same everything, when you just, you lost whatever, 80, 90 hours that you had before. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Mm. So you have to start from a place where it's like, okay, well, you know, you know, Monday through Friday, I'm super busy, but Tuesday, Thursday, I go into work kind of late. So, you know, I'll, I'll work out those mornings and then Saturday, Sunday, I can, you know, do some cardio or something. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. it's. Look at your lifestyle, look where you have time, figure out what you can do and start from there. Like every, every dude, every single time I write a program for myself or for anyone else, I want to know what the busiest days I have going on are. For me, it's Monday, Wednesday. Okay, I don't, I don't lift on Monday, Wednesday. Got other shit going on. I'll plan everything else around that. Mm. You know what I mean? Because it's like, well, if I try to make myself lift seven days a week when I have, you know, 12 hour days on Monday, Wednesday, what's the likeliness I'm going to make that happen every single time? Maybe once in a while, if I'm feeling like motivated or a client cancels or, you know, I got to bed early or something like that and I had some extra time and I was feeling good. Yeah, maybe. But it's like, what is the realistic chance that you're going to do it every time? Yeah. Probably not great. You know? So I, I don't know. I can't, I can't like, <laughs> I feel like I probably get like funny looks, but I, I feel like you have to set the bar like pretty low to start and that's okay. Mm. And, and then you can, you can crank that up at your own rate. 
you know, like you can try to add a day of working out. You could try to add an extra 10 minutes to your walk, you know, once you've done it for a week, once you've done it for two weeks, like get it under your belt and then build on it. You don't need to, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying stay at that level forever, but just slowly build on it. Like make it a little harder, make it a little longer, make it a little more challenging. Like, I guess that like that goes to, you know, the rate of progress before, mm -hmm. like with everything that I, you know, try to do, I always start down here and, you know, I build up, but then when it comes to these habits and shit, I expect myself to start from here. Yeah. Like that doesn't make any sense. So damn. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's a conversation like every time I'm um, doing a consultation call about online coaching and, you know, I'm kind of explaining the process. <clears throat> Dude, it basically takes until like week four that we're actually tracking macros. Because mm-hmm. like week one is just a food journal. Week two is calories. Week three is a protein minimum. And week four is a carbohydrate cap, depending on who you are. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, all of that to be said, and you have to do all those well and accurately and consistently. You know, if, if I've let's say it's it's that week one and I've asked you to food journal and you food journal three of the seven days. Well, I'm not going to ask you to track calories if I can't get you to write down everything you eat for seven days. How can I expect you to write down all the calories you eat exactly, for seven days? Yeah. I'm not going to ask you to write down your grams of protein if you haven't tracked your calories. I'm not going to ask you to write down your grams of carbs if you haven't tracked your grams of protein. So all of that to say, like, you have to crawl and then walk and then run and then sprint. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a, it's a process, man. And, like, when I... I don't mean to sound, I'm not, I'm, I'm really not trying to like talk down to anybody or anything, man. Cause I'm all about like getting excited and wanting to hit it hard. Like that's awesome. But mm. you have to take a more long-term approach because like you're, you're really shooting yourself in the foot. If you expect yourself to be sprinting right off the bat, how many people do you think get super excited and motivated about working out and weight loss? And then they set the expectations so high for themselves when they can't commit to it, they throw it all out the window. Yeah. Happens all the time, man. And- Happens all the time. You know, I don't blame them because I'm sure that, you know, if they want to start, they would go on YouTube, find some YouTuber that gives them a program, Mm -hmm. some crazy ass program, Mm -hmm. and they follow that. That's the same with like, I don't know if you were to go to YouTube and look up, you know, a good morning routine, you find some morning routine that's Mm -hmm. fucking insane. It's like two hours long. It starts at like 5 a.m. Yeah. And it's like, you don't have to be at work till 10 a.m. Yeah. But then five in the morning. Yeah. But then, you know, you watch these videos thinking that, oh, this is normal. This is what, you Mm -hmm. know, you know these people do yeah um so i should start at this level well no but you know they go into that thinking that and i know i go into that thinking that with a lot of things so i don't know and some people man some people think that you know when i say like certain life responsibilities or scenarios or things like that as i'm not using them as excuses but i'm using them as like parameters that you kind of have to respect like Mm -hmm. dude if you have if you have three kids you're probably not going to be in the gym six days a week and that's okay. Like you don't have to be, you shouldn't be mad about it, but it's like, you know, man, unless you want to sacrifice a lot of sleep or free time or something else, like, you know what I'm saying? Does it, does that make sense? Like it's not, the three kids aren't a bad thing, but it's like, that's just happens to be the parameter you're working within, Mm -hmm. man. That's okay. Like you don't, not, not everybody needs to be you know, on LeBron's workout program, that's fucking 40 hours of training a week or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Like and that's it's the just point not... that, yeah, that's the point that I'm thinking, mm-hmm. you know, we expect ourselves to, you know, just grab other people's lifestyle and, and be like, I'm gonna plug and play. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, when well, this, well, this, we have, well, this we have guy does life. an hour of cardio every morning. That's what I got to do. This exactly, guy, this yeah. guy does literally like 30 something hours of cardio a month. Mm-hmm. I need to do that. Mm-hmm. How are you going to do that? If you have X, Y, Z going on, man, mm-hmm. like it's, you have to create those parameters for yourself. 
like a framework. Mm -hmm. A a framework is a much better way to put it, I think. Yeah, because a framework is more an acknowledgement Mm -hmm. of just the things you've got going on. And there's nothing wrong with those things. They're not excuses. They're not they're not i'm not saying they're any of that but they are things that like need to be respected and are going to take parts of your time that's what i'm trying to you figure know? out right now mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then i think part of the conversation also can become like you know i don't want to say like is it worth it but like let's say you're training three days a week but you're somebody who works 80 hours a week and is a high performer super busy and you have like you know maybe every night you watch tv with your significant other and you're sitting there thinking to yourself, well, I could work out two more times during the week if I gave up that hour of TV with my significant other. And then the question becomes like, man, is that really worth it? Like, do you really have to do that? Do you have to give up that time with your partner or whoever it is? You know what I mean? And Social media tells you yes. Yeah. See, and that's my thing, man. It's like, no, you don't. You, yeah, you, you don't. You really don't, man. You're your own self. You really yeah, don't, man. You can yeah. decide that shit for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I fall, man, I fall guilty with, uh, with work stuff all the time. Like it's my, my biggest thing is I have to create some parameters for my work stuff. Otherwise I'll just let it take over my life, Yeah, you know? And it's like, well, if I let it take over my life, then my fitness falls apart. Then my friendships fall apart. Then my relationship falls apart. Then my happiness falls apart. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And so it's like, you have to figure out, okay, how much time can I really dedicate? Honestly. Yeah. Like no, no ego, no pride, no, nothing to prove to anyone, nothing to, to stand up to or whatever. It's just like, okay, really? I have, you know, a free hour here, here, and here. These are the times that I work out. All right. What can I do food-wise? Well, you know, I'm probably not going to meal prep. I have, you know, a free hour at lunch, and here's all the best places I could go eat. Well, I'm going to try to stick to these places. Maybe that won't be the best thing in the world because you're still eating out five days a week for lunch. But, you know, if you pick Chipotle over McDonald's five days a week, you know, for four weeks, that shit adds up, man. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know, man. All I'm trying to say, and I, I'm definitely rambling and tangenting a little bit here, but I would see so many people progress in such better ways if they would set the bar a little bit lower. I think that's the reason so many people gain weight back or fall out of their routine is because the expectations or the parameters become so high for themselves that they're, I'm not going to say unachievable, but they're unachievable without a silly amount of sacrifice. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So I guess that's that's my for me to wrap that all up and and put a bow on it, man, it's like in order to stay motivated and excited and invested and involved, like whatever you create, you have to be whatever program or plan you create for yourself has to be set up in a way that you can progress. You can have your micro victories, but you don't have to sacrifice your, your sanity for it. Yeah. You know, you don't have to sacrifice 30 hours a week for it or whatever. So that's my two cents there. Same. Same. <laughs> he says, Shit. same. Well, yeah. I, like I was thinking about the rate of progression earlier, and it's like, um, again, I, I feel like it goes like this. And when it comes to starting shit, yeah, just don't start up here. Yeah. Don't start with where you're not mm-hmm. at. Yeah. You know, like taking it back to dirt bike riding, just for comparison. Yeah, dude. What if, if I, I were to get on a dirt bike the first bah. time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if I were no, to get you, one on the first time, man, I'm not going to fucking hit that shit going as fast yeah. as I can. And like... You start with, okay, what's the clutch? You're going to wipe okay, out. Okay, where's the gears? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like literally the simplest of the simplest shit you mm-hmm. figure out first. Mm-hmm. And then you build up. Mm-hmm. And that's the same with, I guess, everything it sounds mm-hmm. like. Yeah. So. It's like, get, get good at it, man. Yeah, to circle back. You know, I said the food journal, then the calories. And it's, it's the same thing, right? Like 
you know, you're not going to try to, I'm not going to try to drift or something around a corner if I can't even, you know, if I don't even know where the break is, Yeah. you know, or if, if I haven't even, if I haven't even turned around a corner before, yeah. I'm definitely not going to try to drift around a corner. Yeah. Like in know? the beginning, I, I, which it sounds silly, but I, it, it was hard for me to turn the wheel. Like you just didn't know how I to was, do it. You didn't know yeah, like when how hard turning, do I push it or yeah. yeah. When I was turning, I was like, my body didn't want to turn the wheel, mm-hmm. but you know, after taking, you know, hundreds of turns over mm-hmm. those two days, my body automatically did it, yeah. you know, because I was at a different point in the process. Sure. I wasn't at that, be- you know, beginning point. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if you can, you know, start off with, you know, like, yeah, the low bar yeah, or the lowest bar and then, yeah, just build up whenever yeah. you can actually, the steps. yeah, whenever you can actually maintain where you're at, yeah. then, you know, go up. Yeah. And I truthfully, I, I truthfully didn't mean to dog on anybody that might be excited or, you know, really tries to dive in head first. Cause I understand that some personalities are just like that, but it's like, if you're someone that's struggling with adherence, you have to just start simpler, man. You got to start simpler and there's nothing wrong with that. And if it seems like it's too simple, we'll try it, get good at it and then make it harder. Do more then. You Keep know? your ego but like, out of it. Yeah, yeah. But, but prove, prove to yourself first that you can, you know, yeah. take, if it's, you know, if it's working out two days a week, well then see if you can do that a week in a row, mm-hmm. if you can do it. And then there's time for a third that you can figure out. Well, then add a third. You know, there's there's different ways and modalities to approach and incorporate it. But it's like this shit is just it's not a sprint, man. And you have time to experiment with this idea. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what happens if it's mm-hmm. the fucking best idea that mm-hmm. you know you could have ever done? Mm-hmm. And you know, if it's not, then you could always change it. Mm-hmm. But if it is, you're gonna get those yeah. rewards. Yeah, the adherence has to be there first, though. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but dang. All right, let's wrap this one up there. Thank you all for listening. See you.